you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Greetings and welcome to the Daily NFL Fantasy Live podcast. All the information you need for dominance in week six. We'll have a full recap of Thursday Night Football. I'll tell you what that means for your fantasy team going forward. Julius Thomas stops by, as does James Jones on Burrito Friday in Green Bay. We'll talk to them about their season so far. Adam Rank has his likes and dislikes, and we answer all your burning quarterback questions today. Got a whole bunch of fantasy advice to get you ready for Sunday. And speaking of, don't forget, follow us at NFL Fantasy to get all of your fantasy alerts, who scored, who's hurt, and more on game day. In fact, speaking of alerts, Ramsey's Barden called you just as our tease was rolling. Yeah. What, what does he want? <laughs> well, Ramsey's Barden's sitting there. We're talking fantasy football. All right. Yeah. Why the Giants were so, you know. Yeah, why, why the Giants are struggling right now. <laughs> all right. Very good. We'll have that and more as the show continues. But right now, all of our thoughts and prayers are with Minnesota Vikings running back Adrian Peterson as he deals with a tragic issue involving his two-year-old son. Peterson mispracticed on Thursday as he was in Sioux Falls, South Dakota for this situation. He did return to the Vikings on Friday and said that he will play without a doubt this Sunday against the Carolina Panthers. Again, our hearts are with Peterson and his family as we begin our show today, which you watch for information, escape, and hopefully a little bit of entertainment. So with that in mind, let's kick things off by sending it to Adam Rank and Marcus Grant for all your big fantasy headlines. Thank you, Jason. Sad news in Minnesota. Now Coach Leslie Frazier is tasked to guide the Vikings through this tragedy. And today he selected Matt Castle, the Vikings starting quarterback against the Panthers. What can we expect from Matt Castle going forward? Well, Matt Castle is not a guy you're going to start. The Carolina Panthers have been very tough on quarterbacks. But if you're looking for a sneaky sleeper play, maybe Cordero Patterson or Jerome Simpson are your options. Moving on to New England, NFL media insiders Ian Rappaport and Albert Breer confirm that Patriots tight end Rob Gronkowski has not been cleared by Dr. James Andrews and that his likelihood of playing Sunday is in doubt. Breer also reports Stephen Ridley will play versus the Saints, but Marcus... Going back to Gronkowski, what should fantasy owners do? Well, you do what you've been doing. You drafted Gronk, and you knew you were going to have to have a backup plan for the first few weeks. I know it's getting frustrating having to wait on him week after week, but you stay with your plan B. The one thing is make your decision early on Sunday because Gronk plays a later game during the day. If he does not play, which it looks like he won't, 
you don't have a lot of chances to fill in that gap. You know, you say frustrating. That's a mild understatement. But <laughs> going back to the running back position, who is the guy to play there? I think the guy to play is LeGarrette Blunt. Even when Stephen Ridley was healthy before, it was Blunt that was getting most of the carries. And even now that Stephen Ridley is back, I still think Blunt is going to be the guy. Staying in the AFC East, Jets tight end Kellen Winslow has been suspended four games for violating the NFL's policy on performance-enhancing substances. Bad news for Winslow. But could this be good news for Jeff Cumberland? It definitely is good news for Jeff Cumberland. Cumberland and Geno Smith had really been building a rapport during the preseason. The two of them had connected a few times early in the year. Looked very good in that win over the Falcons on Monday night. Jeff Cumberland has become a very sneaky tight end play in a lot of leagues. Maybe this week he will help somebody if he is in your lineup. All right, let's take a look at the rest of the notable injuries for Week 6. And I caution you right now. Do not panic when you see some of the big names up here because these are the guys who are probable. Jamal Charles expected to play. Eric Decker, Arian Fawcett, Colin Kaepernick, Freddie Morris. All these guys expected to play. Miles Austin, though, expected to play. What does that do for Terrence Williams? Well, it drops Terrence Williams down the list a little bit. The only thing is if you have Miles Austin, you always have to be worried that he's going to get hurt again. But Terrence Williams, back off of him for now. Here is where it starts to get a little bit dicey. These are players who are questionable. For Sunday, Larry Fitzgerald, Calvin Johnson, Stevie Judd, big-name receivers, and also some big-name running backs, of course, Darren McFadden and C.J. Spiller. But the one name who jumps out here, Marshawn Lynch. Now, Pete Carroll came out and said he expects Lynch to play well, what should fantasy owners be doing? Well, right now, I think you go and you, you start Marshawn Lynch, or at least you have every intention of starting Marshawn Lynch. But just to be safe, go and try to get Robert Turbin off the waiver wire if he's still there. Just in case Marshawn Lynch doesn't go, then you've got the guy that's going to be his backup in the Seattle Seahawks offense. Yeah, because we got a cut off guard a little bit last week when Calvin Johnson was ruled out, so you don't want to be in that position again. And another, and speaking of receivers, Larry Fitzgerald's questionable. What do you think? Now, he wasn't a good play going forward, right? So what should owners do here? Well, I think this makes it easy for you to put Larry Fitzgerald on your bench. He was a bad matchup against a rejuvenated 49ers defense. Carson Palmer has been throwing the ball to the wrong jersey more often than not. And with, ha- with, with Fitzgerald dealing with a hamstring injury, it just makes it so easy for you to put him aside this week. All right, C.J. Spiller. Now, I see the run right here. Don't tell me about this run. This was the only thing he did against the Cleveland Browns on that Thursday night game. What do we do here with C.J. Spiller? Tough matchup this week. It's a really tough matchup. You spent a high draft pick on him, so chances are, unless you have some depth, you might be forced to play him as a flex option, but it's a bad matchup against the Bengals. He's dealing with an ankle injury, and on top of it, Fred Jackson's getting so many touches right now, it's really hard to trust C.J. Spiller. Okay, C.J. Spiller, or excuse me, C.J., or Chip Kelly. Jeez, I'll get that out. Don't worry about that. <laughs> Chip Kelly's starting to get on my last good nerve. What's the deal with Michael Vick? What should fantasy owners be doing? Pray. Right now, Chip Kelly is saying he's going to wait until the last possible instant to name a starting quarterback. So it could be Mike Vick. It could be Nick Foles. Hopefully, you have another quarterback. Now, chances are, if you drafted Vick, it was as a number two option. So you've got another guy there. Just be ready that you may have to go with that other option just in case it's Nick Foles that gets the call on Sunday. Now, the, uh, the Eagles defense hasn't been able to stop anybody. Mike Williams is questionable. He looked like he was going to be a sneaky sleeper this week. Yeah, you hope he's able to play because he does have good value, but that hamstring is very, very tricky. Have a backup option ready for you. Yeah, anybody who steps in for Mike Williams, I say you could probably play him going forward. 
because you, you, you got to like that matchup because the Eagles cannot stop anybody. Absolutely. All right, that's all from here for the Week 6 Injury Report. Jason, I heard there was some football being played last night. All right, thank you very much, Mr. Rank. There was a game last night. Knock, knock, Akbar. Who's there? Owen. Owen who? Owen six. The Bears and the Giants. <laughs> Eli Manning and Jay Cutler, first Giants possession. Eli. Well, that's how you get to Owen six. Right to Tim Jennings. Akbar playing the Bears defense against me in fantasy. I was like, tackle him, tackle him, tackle him. Seven nothing Bears. Yeah, you don't have a chance. I'm up on you 13 points. Late first quarter, second and goal Giants. It's Brandon Jacobs who pushes his way in for the touchdown from four yards out. The that game is tied too much weight to be pushing down there on the goal line. My goodness. Second quarter, Bears now with third and nine. It's Jay Cutler looking for Brandon Marshall, the forgotten man the last couple of weeks. Here he is. Wide open for the 10-yard touchdown. Me. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Ensuing Giants possession. It's Eli Manning looking for the new Ramses Barton. It's Reuben Randall who stays in bounds, 37-yard touchdown. Eat that Reuben sandwich. Look at that. Oh, now you got to be ready for lunch. It's tied 14-14. Six minutes left to go until halftime. It's Cutler again. It worked the first time. Why not? Brandon Marshall, second touchdown of the game. See, just when you thought Brandon Marshall was not the red zone target, see, you set tripping. This guy is unbelievable. All right, we're cow tipping fourth quarter. Two minutes to play. Giants trailing by six. His pass for Brandon Myers too high. Picked off by Jennings. More His second interception to. of the game. The third one by Eli Manning. They shake hands, and the Bears come out with 27-21 victory. Things are just okay for the Bears right now. Not so much for the Giants. Take a look at Brandon Jacobs. Had that huge night with over 23 fantasy points. Going to get him in a second. Brandon Marshall is back. Everybody can exhale deeply when it comes to Brandon Marshall. Now, when it comes to Jacobs, Akbar, here he is. He's put in the lineup. David Wilson looks like he's going to be out a while. Can you trust him going forward? Well, you know what? When you're when you're the running back getting the majority of the carries, look at this game last night. I mean, 22 carries, 106 yards, and two touchdowns. He's got to be that guy now. All of a sudden now, he went from being a guy that maybe was going to help in situations to being the featured back now, the guy who they're going to try to rely on. Rely on. Yes, they're going to you know sprinkle in some other backs, but he's going to be the goal line guy. At 250 pounds coming down on the goal line, that's very hard. So you know he's going to get his touchdowns. So you're good of him for a flex. I, you know, absolutely for a flex. He's not going to be my one or two. He's got to be a flex guy. All right, how about Ruben Randall? Second big week in a row. You know, this is, this is impressive. When you think about last week, Peyton, excuse me, Eli Manning threw the ball 52 times and targeted Ruben Randall a ton. In the last two weeks, he's had 19 targets. That's a lot of targets. This guy's more than just a guy who just popped on the scene. He's making the best of it. Last night, he took advantage of his targets, had almost the same amount as Victor Cruz and Hakeem Nix, and made the most of it. Can you trust him going forward? I trust Ruben Randall <laughs> yeah, on my bench. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jay Cutler, 262 yards passing, two touchdowns. He remains who he was, and that is a bi-week replacement of quarterback. He's just simply not going to give you the big breakout numbers that you're going to get and expect from your number one quarterback. He's not going to throw for 325 350. He's not going to throw for four scores. You can still play Brandon Marshall as we saw last night. Alshon Jeffrey, you're still holding out on him. Not ready to commit to him yet. He's worth owning, but not playing. Same thing with Jay Cutler again unless you have a bye going on. Lots more to get to when we return. We'll chat with one of the top tight ends in fantasy football. Stick around to find out who it is and whether his early success is just a mirage. And Adam Reich shares his week six list of likes and dislikes. It's more than just charity. The fate of fantasy games across the land hinge on this list. That's next. Welcome back to NFL Fantasy Live. Check out the last three games for Packers wideout James Jones. 
26 targets, 339 receiving yards, four receptions of 25 yards or more, 14 fantasy points per game. That's a whole season for some Jets wideouts. Jason Smith alongside Michael Fabiano, Akbar Bajabiamila, and Adam Rank. Pleased to be joined now by James Jones. James, thanks for stopping by with us. And, and the first thing we all want to tell you is that when you jump into the stance next time, you've got to avoid the guy wearing the lion shirt. Man, it's crazy you said that because I didn't even see him. I was so amped up from catching the touchdown. I didn't see him, and he got a good shove on me too. So, yeah, I make sure I look before I jump next time. <laughs> All right, now you're following up last year with another good season, a lot of potential jumps for you. What's been the key to that so far? Oh, man, just making the most of my opportunities. We got so many weapons here. Um, you know, you get limited opportunities. So when you do get some opportunities, you got to make the most of them, and that's what I try to do every game. Are there enough footballs to go around for all three of you to have big games every week? Um, A-Rod makes sure he keeps us happy. Um, he does a great job of spreading the wealth. Um, we all know that every game, each one of us are not going to have 100 yards and three touchdowns, but we know the main thing is to win the ball game, and uh, eventually your time will come. But in that receiver room, we pride ourselves on making a play when we get the ball. Now, one big thing you guys were talking about after the game against the Lions, how much you've struggled recently in the red zone. Is the answer throwing it more or running it a little bit more? Um, I, the key is staying balanced. Um, the more we can run it, um, the more one high coverage we get, man-to-man we get. And um, when we get man-to-man, we believe that's an advantage for us, and we try to take advantage of those guys in the back end. And when it comes to the running game, you nearly had three straight games with a running back over 100 yards. Can you guys succeed with a crowded backfield, or do you need one guy to step up? Um, no, I mean, I think the key is, is just, you know, yards per carry. Um, our coach wants to keep yards per carry up. So whoever's back there, we just want to get them a positive run every time and uh, keep the defense on their heels so we give, you know, A-Rod, you know, a bunch of, play, a bunch of plays to choose from during the ball game. Is Eddie Lacy close to breaking out? Oh, yeah. I mean, you can see it in practice. Um, he's getting more comfortable with the offensive line. Um, he's starting to understand and, you know, how they're blocking and, you know, reading off them well. So as long as we block on the outside, he'll have some big runs. You have the defending Super Bowl champions coming up on Sunday. What's the best way to attack him? <laughs> I can't give up the game plan, but uh, we are going to be balanced. Uh, we're going to go out there. We're going to run our offense, uh, try to run it a little bit, and definitely try to take some shots in the pass game. All right, James Jones, appreciate your time. I know today's burrito day for you in Green Bay, so good luck and getting some burritos. Tell all three of those guys up there, start giving me some respect on fantasy. They don't never pick me up there, man. You know what I'm saying? But it's all good, though. Hey, don't, hey, don't worry. Look, look, I'm, I'm going to pick you up. I, I'm going to play you this week. That's funny. Uh, <laughs> this is going to be the week. It's going to be Cobb's week or something, man. All right, thanks a lot, James Jones. All right, so I guess the question is for James Jones, Fabs, can you start all three Packers wide receivers? I think you do, but we heard something there. Randall Cobb, big game for Randall Cobb this Yeah, weekend. go get Randall Cobb or go play him right now. Play, play, play. Wait, I don't care for being called out by James Jones. I'm benching him. No, I don't wow. do that. The man just said play him. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm playing him. He watches play the show. He'll see that. Yeah, play apparently so. Yeah, play your Packers. Play all of your weapons there. Think you know who's going to win the game? Check out our weekly game picks at NFL.com slash pick them to prove your medal and beat our experts. And speaking of picking games, guys, let's pick some games around the league and give me a sleeper and a bust from each game. Akbar, you've got Saints Patriots. Sleeper and a bust. Well, the sleeper for me is Kenny Stills. When you think about Kenny Stills and his, his success in college – 
I saw that transfer into week one against the Atlanta Falcons. I like Kenny Steele's in this position right now going up against this defense to put up some good numbers. I'm going to go ahead and say 9.4 points for Kenny Steele's because of his talent. I mean, this kid can stretch the field, and I think that the, the defense for the, for the Patriots are going to have a hard time with Kenny Steele's. All right, now give me a bust. Well, a bust to me is going to be Kimbrell Tompkins. We've heard so much about Kimbrell, especially in the first week. Everybody was like, oh, you know, the drop balls, and then all of a sudden he started to graduate and started to come up. But this Defense, Rob Ryan's defense, he's not going to see this many disguises. I mean, the, the side adjustment for him and, and Tom Brady are going to be off. I'm, I'm calling a bus game for Kimbrell Tompkins. And you're calling the Saints 35-17. That's right. I said it. All right, there we go. <laughs> Big win by the Saints. Rank, you got the Eagles and the Bucks. A winner and a sleeper and a bust. I like the Eagles to win this game, but if you're going to look for a sleeper, I'm going to go with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers rookie quarterback Mike Glennon. I just look at the Eagles' defense and see how many points teams are putting up against them, and I look at that quarterback situation, and I go, you know what? I might be able to sneak him into, his, into the lineup. I actually have him in uh, a couple of leagues. I've, it's so tough to find good quarterbacks nowadays in some of the deeper leagues that I decided, you know what? I'm taking a look at the numbers here. I'm looking at that. The Eagles have allowed at least 325 passing yards on the road. So I look at it, and it says to me, Mike Glennon, so I'm going with it. Right. Do you have a bust in this game? I have no bust in this game because this is going to be an offensive explosion from both sides. Let's look at these numbers right here that the Eagles defense has allowed to wide receivers. You see targets, receptions. These all lead the league. These are the most of any of any of these categories. And I understand Mike Williams is a little banged up. Vincent Jackson, whatever. whoever starts at receiver for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers is a sleeper. All right. Either, and who, I don't care who if it Keyshawn is. Keyshawn starts, you're playing him. Keyshawn. I don't think he's on the team anymore. Yeah. But somebody. <laughs> All right, Fabs, you have the Lions and the Browns. Give me a score, a sleeper, and a bust. Yeah, I'm going with the Lions 17, Browns 14. I think it's going to be a very low-scoring game. My sleeper is going to be Willis McGahee. Now, McGahee is now the featured back in Cleveland. We all know that. And I like this matchup. The Lions have given up the sixth most fantasy points to running backs this season. And with McGahee not losing carries in that backfield, well, guess what? He's as high as a low-end RB2 for this week and a very good flex starter, Jason. I'm starting McGahee in a bunch of my leagues this week. I like the matchup. All right, now your bust is Matthew Stafford. Yeah, Stafford, listen. With or without Calvin Johnson, Stafford's matchup is really bad this week. The Browns have allowed the fourth-fewest fantasy points to quarterbacks this season, and they are extremely tough on their home field. And regardless of what happens with Megatron, well, if he's in, Joe Hayden's going to be on him, so that's going to be a tough matchup. Without him, we saw what happens with Matthew Stafford. So Calvin Johnson's presence, regardless, I am sitting Matthew Stafford this week. I like that, Fabiano. I'm starting Glennon over Stafford. Is that right? Wow. That, my friend, is very bold. You are a bold man. You should say that for your bold prediction. I'll do that Sunday. Don't spoil it. All right. All right. Bye weeks and injuries got you down. We shine the light on our top spot starts for week six. Our names are just what the doctor ordered for a win. But next, Adam Rank has his list of like-dislikes to share with you fine folks. Chris Johnson faces Seattle. Will he be a like this week? Here's a hint. No. We're back after this. It's about more than pink on the field. Together, the NFL and the American Cancer Society are helping women across the country make a crucial catch. Hear the personal impact stories and find out how you can help finish the fight against breast cancer at NFL.com slash pink. Hey, everybody. Adam Rank here. Every Friday, I publish my likes and dislikes in fantasy football, movies, TV, comic books, so much more. You can check that out at NFL.com slash like dislike. But for right now, how about a little taste? And we will start with RG3, a quarterback a lot of you have been waiting for all season. 
Well, guess what? The good news is the Dallas Cowboys are here to save the day. You remember the Dallas Cowboys, the team that gave up 51 points to the Denver Broncos? Well, you should know the Cowboys have allowed the most fantasy points of quarterbacks this season. The Cowboys have allowed nine receiving touchdowns in the last three home games against the Redskins. What does all this mean? You play RG3. But a quarterback I don't like this week is Terrell Pryor. And I hate to say this about the young man because he was so good against the San Diego Chargers just a week ago. But I really don't like this matchup against the Kansas City Chiefs. The Chiefs have allowed the seventh fewest points to fantasy quarterbacks this season. And they're so tough at home. So I would leave Pryor on the bench. You can play him later in the year, but this is not the week to play him. How about a wide receiver to go to? Well, let's talk a little bit about Torrey Smith, who I absolutely like this week. He is one of the most unheralded number one receivers in the NFL right now. And he's got a great matchup going up against the Green Bay Packers, who have allowed the ninth most points to fantasy receivers this season. And Joe Flacco has absolutely torn up the the NFC at home. So Torrey Smith, Joe Flacco, both of those are guys that I like this week. And finally, let's go to Chris Johnson. A guy that I do not like and I do not want to start, even with the lack of number one running backs in the NFL right now, I cannot endorse Chris Johnson. The Seahawks have allowed the fifth fewest points to running backs this season, especially at home, too. You don't want to play Chris Johnson. He has disappointed you. He's done nothing for you, so leave him on the bench. Here are some more names you should be familiar with. DeAndre Hopkins is a great start. Cam Newton, he's going to start turning it around. Jordan Reed, he is one of my sleeper tight ends. Some guys to avoid, Sam Bradford. Any running back for the, for the Oakland Raiders. I almost said Los Angeles. Kyle Rudolph, Matthew Stafford, a couple of more guys to avoid. And those are just a few of my likes and dislikes for this league. For the full list, check out NFL.com slash like, dislike. But right now, let's send it over to the rest of the boys for our spot starts of the week. Thank you, Mr. Ray. Time for your Hotels.com fantasy spotlight. Guys, you're looking for your top spot starts you can plug in if your regular starter is on a bye, injured, or C.J. Spiller. So we're going to take a look <laughs> first at the teams that are on a bye this week, just the Dolphins and Falcons, but some notable names that are off that normally you would want to start. you got to replace Tony Gonzalez, and that's number one. You'd have to replace Matt Ryan. Lamar Miller you're starting as a flex. Mike Wallace could be starting as a flex. And, of course, Julio Jones done for the season with his foot injury. So where do you go, Fabs? If you're playing Matt Ryan, if you're in some kind of crazy league where you're playing Ryan Tannehill, give me your spot start this week. Alex Smith in Kansas City. And I'm going to tell you this right now. I would start Alex Smith over Colin Kaepernick this week, all right? I like to look at weird trends, okay? This is getting good. And Alex Smith has a trend of playing really well in even-numbered weeks. He's averaging 22 fantasy points per game when it's an even-numbered week. What week is this, guys? Six. Is that an even number? Yes. And oh, by the way, I like how you're playing along. The Raiders have allowed an average of right around 19 fantasy points per game to quarterbacks this season. I don't trust Alex Smith very much, but this week I would spot start him because of the matchup, because of the trend. And you know what? There's a lot of quarterbacks out there that are not playing that well, Colin Kaepernick included. So I think Smith's a good play. Oh, nice. There you go. In fact, now we know he likes to look at weird things on his computer. <laughs> so we have that down as well. All right, Akbar, the Jets secondary is banged up going to the showdown against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Pittsburgh's coming off a bye. You like Emmanuel Sanders. I do like Emmanuel Sanders, and I have a different type of trend. When you look at this offense, this offense is, you know, for the last couple of weeks has been Antonio Brown, Emmanuel Sanders. So defenses look at this and go, wow, look, this is going to be very easy for us to game plan against. You know, you obviously 
you're going to target the, the big guy, Antonio Brown, but then we can also have good matchups for Emmanuel Sanders. Well, now that Heath Miller's back into the fold of things now, all of a sudden you're going to start seeing less co coverage going towards uh, Emmanuel Sanders, and I think this is going to be a perfect opportunity. He's getting targets from uh, Big Ben right now, eight targets you know, per game almost. I like Emmanuel Sanders to really have a breakout game. I know his numbers aren't impressive, but, you know, you look at this matchup, especially going up against guys like Kyle Wilson and D. Milner on that other side, whew, I think that's going to be a good, good one for Emmanuel Sanders. Well, and especially considering the fact the Jets are very good against the run. No one's been able to really gash them this year. It's going to be a tough one for Le'Veon Bell coming off the bye, so they might have to air it out. All right, Marcus, you like someone who could carry the ball 35 times for 38 <laughs> yards this week. Absolutely. I am big on Willis McGahee. Now, I know a couple of weeks ago, Willis McGahee said, look, I'm not going to be Trent Richardson. What you talking about, Willis? You too <laughs> can run for three yards a carry. You can do that. But the fact is, they're giving him more and more touches in that offense. So, yes, maybe it is three yards a carry. But if he's getting 25 or 30 carries a game, it turns out to be a pretty decent number when it's all said and done. It's not a sexy start. It's not a start that people are rushing to get off the waiver wire. But it's something that if you're hurting at that running back spot, and we pretty much all are across fantasy football, Willis McGahee's Willis McGahee is a guy that you should be looking at. And Todd Bridges will join the show later on to get his thoughts. Those are your fantasy spotlights presented by Hotels.com. We still have a whole lot of quarterback sorting out to do when we return. Our answers to your quarterback questions could mean the difference between a big win or an embarrassing loss. But first, are you staring at the bottom of your roster dreading who you have to start? Don't fret. We'll tell you which fantasy 12th man will break out this weekend. It's NFL Fantasy Live. The Broncos are single-handedly winning fantasy games across the land. A big part of that, tight end Julius Thomas. We'll chat with Orange Julius coming up. Mm, Orange Julius. Hashtag Rivers. Hashtag Romo. Hashtag Sharp through another pick six. A lot of trending quarterback topics to get to. Stick around. Hashtag Sanchez. Uh, probably too soon. More game previews are straight ahead. Sleepers, busts, and picks. Keep it locked here on NFL Fantasy Live the official fantasy football show of the National Football League. Welcome back, Jason Smith, alongside Marcus Grant, Akbar Baja Biamila, and Adam Rank. Going to get to some triplets in a couple seconds, but first, some news out of Seattle. Percy Harvin eligible to come off the pup list after week seven. However, head coach Pete Carroll says not so fast, likely not going to play that, at that early. Marcus, is it time to stash Harvin? I think it's definitely time to stash Percy Harvin. I know a lot of people were waiting on her, Harvin to come back. A lot of people were hoping to draft him before the season. That didn't really happen, but he's going to be back soon. Probably not week seven like Jason mentioned, but at this point, you go out and you get Percy Harvin and you have a nice wide receiver option waiting on your bench. Yeah, see, I, for me, I just think when you're dealing with injuries, especially like an injury like Percy Harvin has, I think it's just too early to try to stash him right away. You're right now in the meat of your fantasy football season, and all of a sudden you're going to look around to try to stash somebody. You need those spots, especially right now. I mean, guys are, are thirsty for position players, especially when you look at that running back position. I'd stay away from Percy Harvin, probably wait another week or two before I try to, you know, get in that, that Percy Harvin race. Too late, Akbar. I already yeah, got too it. Too late. <laughs> I got it. Did you grab him? Do you I have did. him on your roster? Yes, sir. Because oh, we had Terrence Williams, and I looked at it, and with Miles Austin possibly coming back, I decided, you know, I'm going to pitch him. I'm going to pick up Percy Harvin. Hold on to him. I might not need him, but I'm keeping him from You're somebody else. You're the same else. guy that drafted Rob Gronkowski, too. <laughs> You're like the You're Yankees. That guy. The Yankees would trade for people to keep other people from getting them. There you go. All right, every week, owners look at their fleeting roster options where they know they have to play somebody but really aren't happy about it. Every week, you stare at a double-digit performance on your bench. So who might break out this week? Let's find out. Akbar, we have three big-time running backs who were taken the last couple weeks in your free agent draft. Zach Stacy, LeGarrette Blunt, Andre Ellington. Ellington has a tough matchup against the Niners on Sunday. 
Who's your guy of this list that could break out and give you a double-digit performance? Well, there's no hesitation in my voice. LeGarrette Blunt. I've been high on Blunt this entire time because when I look at LeGarrette Blunt and the way they, Bill Belichick is using this offense, he's a thumper. A thumper is a guy who's going to wear down your defense. And think about the game plan for this game. You're going up against an atomic offense like the New Orleans Saints. How do you get ball control? You're going to run the ball. That's going to be the best way to take Keep control of the ball and get your offensive moving. He's going to be your red zone guy. He's going to be your goal line guy. It's LeGarrette Blunt, no doubt about it. Not all those guys worth owning. Blunt is the breakout guy. All right, Adam Rank, some wide receivers. Anquan Bolden, who's been up and down. Kenbrell Tompkins. Keenan Allen, who's your best guy to break out double-digit performance this week? I really like Keenan Allen to break out this week, and you could almost argue that he has started to break out because his targets, receptions, and receiving yards have increased in his last two games. He's starting to show why he had that first-round talent. He he uh, compares very favorably to Anquan Bolden when he was a rookie with the Arizona Cardinals. He had that fantastic rookie season. I don't know if Keenan Allen is going to get those type of numbers, getting well over 1,000 yards, but he has clearly become Phillip Rivers' top option in that offense. So I pick him up. I start him against the Colts. And I understand the Colts have been tough on the road. You know who they played on the road? The Jags and 49ers. They weren't really playing these offensive juggernauts. So start Keenan Allen this week. Yeah, Arrow going up next to Allen and Vincent Brown going down next to Eddie Royal. All right, Marcus. Danny Woodhead, Chris Johnson, Pierre Thomas. Big running back questions. Everybody has them. Who's your guy? Double digits this week. No doubt about it. Danny Woodhead. I know Rank was big on Keenan Allen. I'm staying with the San Diego Superchargers. Danny Woodhead, a guy. The buzzword this year in the NFL has been multiple. Guys who can play multiple positions, wide receivers who can line up in multiple slots. Danny Woodhead is one of those guys. He doesn't get the hype of maybe a Reggie Bush or a LaShawn McCoy, but he runs the ball well. He catches the ball well. You see him taking shovel passes here on the inside. The Colts are giving up nearly 130 rushing yards, third most in the National Football League. Yikes. And if the Chargers can't drive, they can fly. Danny Woodhead is involved in every facet of the game for this offense. I like him a lot this week. You know what I like? I like multiple, like running backs can get me multiple points. There's not many guys outside of the top three multiple or four that digits. do that. <laughs> yes, exactly. That's what I look for. I want to see that double digit on my board. All right, the fantasy train continues here. And coming up, we've got more busts for this weekend. Don't get caught looking like a sucker playing these must-start mirages. And later, we sort out the quarterback jumble going on from coast to coast. Who to start, who to sit, we peer into the fantasy crystal ball on NFL Fantasy Live. October is here, which means the temperature's dropping. What can we expect Sunday? Let's find out from our fantasy meteorologist, Jim Kosick, from ABC4 in Salt Lake City. What's up, Jim? Hey, listen, if you're a Giants fan, uh, because they're the new Chiefs this year, you should just go leaf peeping and pumpkin picking for the rest of the season. That, man, that is a rough start. But let me tell you about some rough weather as well, being that you brought it up here, Jason. Storm system on the East Coast now. Some of this is going to peel off to the north and east, but we're still going to have this plume of moisture wrapped into M&T Bank Stadium this weekend. But it's the first of three features that I'm keeping tabs on because all all this down here, that's the Gulf of Mexico. That's coming into Texas this weekend as well. And this storm system up here, the cool front, that's running on over toward Cleveland and Buffalo. But really, that's only a couple light showers. I don't think it's going to be a big deal with uh, Cincinnati and Detroit visiting respectively. So the bottom line in terms of a forecast, let's break it down for you. Early bird game, M&T Bank, I mentioned Packers, Ravens. I think it's better than a 50-50 shot for rain, but it's light rain. What could be a bigger concern is the wind and the cool air, to say the least. But down in Texas, they have the option of the retractable roof. 
they'll most likely use them because showers and thunderstorms will be on the prowl for the Texans and Rams, and there definitely will be rain in Dallas, bar none. So unlike the old Texas stadium, they'll most likely close the roof this time around. So my call-out list for week six, and I know Ray Rice was awesome last week with over 20 points. Hey, hey, hey. That was in the Florida heat and humidity. Now you're back home in the chill and the dampness and the breeze. 2.9 yards per carry? I'm taking a pass. Joe Flacco, meanwhile, last time he played in the rain in Buffalo, 50% completion rate, 46 quarterback rating, five picks. You do the math. Green Bay defense, great against the run, terrible against the pass, so Flacco may try to counteract that somehow. And last but not least, Justin Tucker. He's doing great this year. No ifs, ands, or buts. But let me tell you something. With this breeze and a kicker from Texas, I think there's better options out there, gentlemen. All right. Thanks a bunch, Jim. Appreciate it. Let's take a look at some more games. Yeah, Jim, give us some advice right there. Marcus, let's take a look at the Redskins and the Cowboys. Give me, a, give me the winner of this game and give me a sleeper and a bust. Well, I think it's going to be the Cowboys that win this thing 40-31. to 31. I'm looking for a high-scoring affair in this Ooh. win against a couple of defenses that have struggled. The guy I think you keep an eye on is Jordan Reed. I know a lot of people are saying, who is Jordan Reed? He's the tight end for the Washington Redskins. He's the guy who was taken over for Fred Davis, and I think he's a guy you really keep an eye on. It's the kind of thing where the Cowboys are giving up a lot lot of points to fantasy tight ends. He's starting to get more looks in that offense. He's definitely taken over, as I mentioned, for Fred Davis. I think he's a guy who's going to kind of surprise some folks. If you've got Tony Gonzalez, who's on a bye, if you've got Rob Gronkowski that you're worried about, I think you're starting to look maybe at Jordan Reed. On the other side, a guy that I'm kind of worried about for this one, Pierre Garçon. I think Garçon is the guy that, that you're going to play, but you temper your expectations. And I say that because last week, when the Broncos ran up and down the field against that Dallas Cowboys defense, Demarius Thomas had just 57 receiving yards, and the Redskins receiving core is not nearly as deep as what Denver has. If the Cowboys can lock down on Demarius Thomas, I think there's a pretty good chance they can lock down on Pierre Garcon as well. I'm starting Garcon in my flex in the experts league. You really picked me right up right there. You're welcome. (laughs) All right, how about Colts and the Chargers? Could be so many fantasy points in Monday Night Akbar. Do you see it that way? Well, you know, I got this game right now going 21-14, the Colts, but I do like a guy for the San Diego Chargers as a sleeper, and that's Vincent Brown. Vincent Brown, to me, is a guy that he is the most targeted wide receiver there for Phillip Rivers, and everyone is falling in love with Keenan Allen. Like, oh, Keenan Allen's the guy, you know, because he's just drafted. You know, he's just the new guy. He's the new guy in town. But Vincent Brown is a guy that's really getting it done. And when you look at his production, yes, he hasn't been in the end zone. That's been Eddie Royale. But when you get a ton of targets, when you're leading that team, that means opportunity is going to be knocking at your door. And this guy is a great route runner. He, he's going to be in an offense right now that Phillip Rivers knows the defensive coordinator. Yes, that's right. When you look at Greg Minuski, Greg Minuski was the linebacker coach for the actual San Diego Chargers. And this is essentially the same defense that the Chargers is running right now. So he sees this all the time in practice. There's nothing going to be new for this guy. All right, your bust is T.Y. Hilton. Yes, T.Y. Hilton to me, you know, off to a great start. Last week, I mean, everybody's just going Google for T.Y. Hilton. They're singing the YMCA song and everything. But what happened to Alshon Jeffrey on Thursday Night Football? It went back to Brandon Marshall. Same thing is going to happen here. Everything is going to go right back to Reggie Wayne. He's going to be the focus point. He is the guy in this offense. T.Y. Hilton is just a compliment wide receiver, but very talented. I'm not bagging on him. I'm just saying it's going to be Reggie Wayne's game. 
All right, Adam Reich, you have the Panthers and the Vikings. How do you see this sleeper and bust? Thanks, by the way, for that. You get these two great games, I get this game. But I, like, <laughs> I like the Panthers to come out ahead 21-16. They're going to start getting a little bit of a groove here. Cam Newton's going to start playing a little bit better. But the sleeper that I like, and I hate to even mention this guy as a sleeper, but I'm going to say Steve Smith. Now, if you look at his past couple of weeks, it hasn't been very good. He's failed to top seven fantasy points in his last three games, but now he's got a great matchup going up against the Minnesota Vikings. Not many teams give up more yardage to receivers and quarterbacks and everything than the Minnesota Vikings. They'll really be able to throw on them. We're really going to see Cam Newton step up and start to target Steve Smith because they've got to get him involved. If the Panthers are going to be successful, they've got to target him some more. So I look for Steve to really have a huge impact on this offense and play one of his best games of the season. Now, if we're going to look at somebody who could possibly be a bust, I'm going to say Kyle Rudolph, which seems like an obvious choice because Kyle Rudolph just has not played very well this season. If you look at the numbers, they're not very good. He's topped four fantasy points just once. Four. Four zero. That's not good for any tight ends or anything, especially when we're seeing such huge games out of Jordan Cameron, Julius Thomas, and guys like that. So Kyle Rudolph has been one of the biggest disappointments so far this season. So I stay away. Plus, the Carolina Panthers have been pretty tough on tight ends this season. They've locked them down, had some really good games against them. So I, I, uh, I, I just avoid Kyle Rudolph. All right, how about Greg Jennings? He's got that big contract, and it looks like the last couple of games he's really been coming on. Can you trust him now? I like Greg Jennings going forward. I, I, I think when you're looking at some of your low end. Options out there. He's, he's well, definitely well, this, play. this game is going to be tough because that front seven now is going to put so much pressure on the quarterback. It makes it very hard to find a guy like Greg Jennings. So, I mean, especially in this game, I, I don't know that this is Greg Jennings' game. All right, there we go. For more of our updates, again, check everything out at NFL.com. Now time to welcome into the program one of the big rising stars in the National Football League this season, Denver Broncos tight end Julius Thomas. Julius, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you for having me. All right, so the first thing we want to know is, is do you guys, as the pass catchers, play rock, paper, scissors to see who catches all the touchdowns like the running backs do? <laughs> no, um, you know, we, we leave that to the running backs. Uh, you know, we just, we just do our best job to get open, and uh, Peyton's uh, been doing a great job of finding us. You guys have had an incredible pace so far. What's the likelihood you can keep it up and play at this pace? Um, you know, I, I think that we'll be able to continue, you know, I don't know how we'll always be able to score 50 points a game, but, um, you know, as far as the tempo of our offense goes, that's something that we'll be able to continue throughout the season, something we worked on in the offseason, and, uh, you know, we practice at it. So uh, I think we'll be able to continue to play at that tempo uh, for the rest of the year. You guys are running the ball a lot with with more success than was anticipated. Do you think that might be a bigger part of the offense going forward? Um, You know, as long as we're able to to run the ball, you know, that's something we want to keep on doing. We don't want to become an unbalanced passing, um, I mean, excuse me, unbalanced offense. So, you know, if it's passing or it's running, we want to be able to mix it up, uh, keep defenses, um, you know, a little off balance. And, you know, that's something that we'll keep on doing. Now everybody's talking about Peyton Manning, the kind of season he's having. What is it for you the key to this big breakout season he's having at 38? Um, You know, I think that it's the second year uh, with us guys around here. You know, a lot of times people don't understand how hard it is to come get chemistry with a bunch of new players. I mean, quarterback has to work with the line, the backs, tight ends, receivers. So I think this offseason we were really able to gel and come together and uh, focus on, like, a lot of the finer things that we can do out there offensively. And I think that's really what's allowing us to have so much success. All right, now you're being mentioned with names like Jimmy Graham and Tony Gonzalez now. How does that make you feel? 
Oh, that makes me feel good. Uh, you know, I had a little bit of a rocky start early on in my career, but you know, I always you know wanted to stick with it, keep working, keep on trying to improve uh, in whichever way I could at the time, because you know I always felt like I had the ability to come out there and make big plays on Sundays, but you know I had to put myself in a position to do so. So to be included with those guys who have been playing at a high level for a long time, you know, I'm, I'm really grateful and I feel blessed uh, to be. What's been the key to your breakouts? <laughs> Number one, being healthy. Uh, I spent a long time, you know, uh, battling through an injury. And also, you know, our coaches, um, they've they done a great job of preparing me uh, to be able to play. I mean, it's kind of like my first season where I've, I've got to play a lot, even though it's my third year. So um, they do a great job of getting me ready for the game. All right, now you have the Jaguars this week. How are you approaching this game offensively? Uh, it's the same mindset as, as we approach any other game. Uh, we want to go out there and, and try to score every time we, we touch the field. Um, as an offense, one of our goals is to try and put points on the board every time we touch it. And, um, you know, we had to go out there and, and prepare diligently. You know, we, we do a lot, and um, it's real meticulous when we go out there and practice. So we've got to keep that up and stay ready and prepare because uh, we've got to keep rolling on offense. Julius Thomas, appreciate the time. Continued success. Look forward to talking to you down the road. All right, thank you for having me. All right, there goes Julius Thomas, one of the big breakout guys in the NFL this season. Akbar, what have you seen watching tape of him that tells you, yeah, this guy is for real? Well, his athleticism stands out. I mean, this kid has the ability to run past linebackers. And what quarterbacks like so much about these, these types of athletes is the fact that they're former basketball players, so you know that they have it in them. Their routes are a lot closer to the quarterback than your wide receivers who are far out. Their guy, those guys are running a lot of those seam routes. But when you look at a basketball player, which is essentially a wide receiver going up against a linebacker, it's a mismatch. And so those linebackers have a hard time turning their hips and actually keeping coverage with this guy like that. And he can just blow by you. So that's why these tight ends, especially guys like Julius Thomas, is so successful. And Peyton Manning can trust him. Can he keep it up? Absolutely. All right. Their philosophy is attack, 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 as you heard Thomas say just moments ago. NFL Fantasy Live concludes with our coveted quarterback discussion after this. Quarterback questions dominate the conversation in Fantasy Genius every week as big-name quarterbacks don't live up to their draft position. So to help, we'll look at less-hyped, overperforming quarterbacks that you should consider starting over your current starter. First, here's some guys you drafted as your likely number one quarterbacks. These are guys that went as far as the top ten quarterbacks gone in your draft. Look at the draft position, average draft position for Tom Brady, Cam Newton, Colin Kaepernick, RG3, Russell Wilson, all the fourth through ninth quarterbacks taken overall. And look at where their fantasy points rank. Brady is 20th, Cam Newton 22nd, Kaepernick 23rd, RG3 is 16th, though he did have a bye, Russell Wilson 13th. How about these guys who could be replacements? Tony Romo, drafted as the 11th quarterback overall, likely. Alex Smith was 20th. Phillip Rivers, 21st. Sam Bradford, 25th. And look at where they rank. Romo is 3rd. Smith is 12th. Phillip Rivers is 4th. And Sam Bradford is 9th. So, can you start a guy like Phillip Rivers over somebody on that first list? So, Philip Rivers, is he, is he a guy that's become a must-start over one of those players? Yeah, he's an absolute must-start. I mean, we look at the level that he's playing at. He's playing back at, like, old Philip Rivers. I'd play him over a guy like Russell Wilson right now just because he's got the guys around. He doesn't have a sexy wide receiver core. He's just got guys who are blue-collar and will get it done for you. All right, how about Tony Romo, Ray? Yeah, absolutely. I drafted Tony Romo in our Experts League to be my number one quarterback. 
for this very reason, because he is a top five talent. He has proven in the past that when he gets the opportunity, he can certainly put up big numbers. I would start him over any of those guys that you looked at on that previous board. This guy likes guys like Colin Kaepernick, Tom Brady, people like that. Tony Romo is going to continue to put up huge numbers. And the one thing I really like about him, and I'm looking a little bit of ahead. Okay. His playoff matchups wow. look fantastic. And that, you know what? You're that's, so confident you're going to make it. That's something to consider. <laughs> you know, you talk about breathing it into life there, Akbar. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's I, I, breathe. Breathe. I like that. I like that. All right, Marcus, how about Alex Smith? I like Alex Smith over just about everybody on that list, except maybe Russell Wilson. They're about even. But the one thing I will say about him, what I mentioned in my weekly Going Deep column you can find on NFL.com, Alex Smith has been one of the best fantasy quarterbacks this year at home. So if he's got a matchup at home and you're waffling about him versus somebody else, I like Alex Smith a whole lot. And I think what helps a lot is that because not only is he he throwing the ball, I mean, he's still going to be captain check down. That's probably part of who he is. But he's running the football a whole lot more. And that is adding fantasy value to what Alex Smith does. Yeah, Alex Smith has been on point right now. Don't hate on on my man Alex Smith. How about Sam Bradford? For me, it's still too much stop and go that I can put him in above guys that I drafted with a higher pedigree. Where are you guys on Bradford? Absolutely not consistent. Enough. Yeah, you know, I'm cool. Yeah, matchup based only. You're cool, that means like no breath. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm cool on I'm cool on him. Every time, yeah, every time you want to believe in him, he burns you. Yeah, you're just eh. All right, there we go. That's it for us on this Fantasy Friday. Check us out Sunday morning to find out who's in, who's out, and more. The fun starts at 11.30 a.m. Eastern on NFL.com and NFL Red Zone. It is a 90-minute extravaganza. We'll see you on Sunday. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. Awards Watch says Liam Neeson is at his best. Don't miss In the Land of Saints and Sinners. Having left his dark past behind, retired hitman Finbar Murphy, played by Neeson, leads a quiet life in a remote coastal Irish town. But when a menacing crew of terrorists arrive, Finbar is drawn into a vicious game of cat and mouse, forcing him to choose between exposing his secret identity or defending his friends and neighbors. In the land of saints and sinners, from Samuel Goldwyn Films and Sony Pictures Home Entertainment. Watch it now on digital. Rated R.